Hey, this is Dusty Otis. Welcome to the Living Redefined Podcast. This is a place where we discuss modern day topics and attack them with biblical truths. The goal that we have is just to make daily decisions based on morality and integrity. I want to help you move forward in your faith, and I hope that today helps you do that. Enjoy the message. Hello, my name is Dusty Otis. Welcome to A Better Way Forward Part 10. We've taken the last 10 weeks and talked specifically about getting healthy, being healthy so we can step into 2023 on purpose, rooted, rested, and ready to go. And so if you missed any of this last series, you need to catch it uh, because it's built specifically for you. It's tailored for you. And so uh, the next several weeks we're going to talk about, we're going to make a shift from us to them and talk about the relationships in our lives. So don't miss that. The foundation of this series is found in 1 Thessalonians 5.23. This is Paul encouraging us to be ready when God comes to get us. He says that you would be made perfectly whole, that your spirit, soul, and body would be made complete. Now you are a spirit, you have a soul, and you live in a body. This is our heart, our mind, and our flesh. It's our be, it's who we are, it's our be identity, it's our actual self, our mind, will, and emotions, and uh, our do identity, which is how we interact in the world with our five senses. So here's the thing. Very few people have a conscious plan for developing balance in their lives. Very few people. And the truth is most people are functional, but they're not intentional, which is the difference between being on autopilot and actually driving the car, right? And we tend to be on autopilot a lot because of our schedules and our demands. And the reality is this, when you wake up, 60% of your day is already shot because of the routines that you're already in. So you're kind of on autopilot anyways. Okay, but what makes that even worse is, is your schedule, the demands that life has on you, the constant noise in your life, information overload from social feed to email to text to phone call to WhatsApp to what's up to who knows, right? And so that creates anxiety and stress and a burden that we were never meant to carry, which leads us to speed up instead of slow down, which means balance is very far away, right? And so, depending on the pace that you're running, that, the pace really determines how far and how long you can run uh, before you actually just melt down or burn out, right? And your pace will lead you to be distracted. It'll lead you to, lead you to be discouraged. And more importantly, it will lead you to drift spiritually. And so when that happens, that's when the three parts just kind of become one, and the lines are real gray and blurry. And, and that's when we sit down and we dream of the day that we get to slow down and we start talking about retirement, you know, 25, 30, 35 years before we ever get there because the pace we're living, we don't like it. And so today we're putting the past 10 weeks together to help you build some balance so that you can, over the next six weeks or so, gain some balance, six, eight weeks or so, gain some balance, and actually step into the new year with some purpose. And so here's what balance is. Balance, the noun, is this, a condition in which different elements, different elements are equal or in correct proportion. Spirit, soul, body, balanced. The verb is to keep or put something in steady position so that it does not fall. Speaking of falling, the Bible says that that a righteous man will fall down seven times, but that he will continue to get back up. That's Proverbs. And so 
Why do we fall so much? Why do we fall so much? We get out of balance. We just get out of balance. That's the reality. And when we get out of balance, uh, we tend to fall more. And then, and then it's real easy to give up on good and to stop getting up because, well, we're severely out of balance. And I don't know how you run. I don't know how you run. All I know is this. If you're out of balance spiritually, you're out of balance, period. And so when, when you think about being balanced, I want you to think, we you know, we've done the three-part pie where we're spirit, soul, body, and all three pieces are, are, are you know, evenly lined. It's the, the peace symbol on, in the circle, right? And so each three parts of that. But I want you to take you back a few weeks and picture that bullseye that we had. And the bullseye was at the core of who you are is your spirit. You are a spirit. It's your be identity. It's your connection with God. It's who he's called you to be. And so in the middle, the very, very center of that bullseye, it's a three-ring bullseye. The center is, is your spirit. That's your heart. And the second ring outside of that is your soul. That's your mind, will, emotions, your intellect, right? And then the final outside ring is your, is your body. It's your physical senses. It's how we do what we do in the world. And so when, when we drift and we lose structure and we have no clue, it's like we have vertigo. And, and those three rings kind of get mixed and mashed and we kind of fit our heart in where we can, and, and we, if at all, and, and our mind kind of rules the roost. And then, and then we just stay busy because we have to. And it creates this sense of vertigo. There is no balance because we're all out of whack, right? And so to be in balance means to be conscious and to be intentional with your whole self, with your whole self. You're three parts whole, and, and at the core of who you are, you're a spirit. So you need to be rooted spiritually if you're going to have any hope for balance in your life, which means we need structure, we need direction in our priorities so that we do not drift from God in all that we do because, man, do we love to do, right? And so who we are, who we are is... is, is directly connected to who God made us to be. It's we are spiritual beings. That's what provides our spiritual connection. With that spiritual connection comes direction. And so here's a scripture for today. It's Matthew 6, 33. It's amplified. It says, but first and most importantly, seek, which means to aim at and put your energy toward his kingdom, his will, his righteousness for your life, his way of doing and being spiritually, physically right there, having the attitude, your mind, will, and character of God, and he will provide you with everything else. He will provide you with everything else. So then what we're hearing in, in Matthew 6, 33 is we first have to remember who we are, who we are. It's not about a title or a position, right? That's not who I am. Who I am is a child of God. God made me. Where did I come from? I came from my father. He created me. He said he knew me before the days of the earth, right? And who my heavenly father is is much more important than who my boss is, right? And so then all of those things determine where we're going. And so we're going to focus on that first. And, and what Matthew 6, 33 says, if we focus on that first, everything else will take care of itself. Everything else will be added to you. Your spirit, your soul, and your body will find rhythm, right? And we're going to be okay. And it's the same thing that we find in, in Matthew 22, 37, 39. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all of your soul, and with all of your strength. Love him with every part of you, and love your neighbor as you love yourself. 
And the next verse says, if you do these two things, everything else will take care of itself, right? And so those who are functional, instead of intentional, tend to see spiritual development like, that's a waste of time, spiritual development. Like, it's just a box, it's yes or no, it's black or white, and that's all it ever is, and that's false. But to build on last week, we must believe this. Balance brings order to our entire lives in such a way that love, Matthew 22 that I just referenced, comes before everything else. And so if you missed helping your heart last week, you need to check it out. A podcast, Facebook, YouTube, it's all there. And so balance in today's world is a gift. Balance allows us to exhale. <sighs> right? The God who formed you in the womb knows the order of your life. He knows the balance that you need. And when we think about the balance that God created the world with, balance in the beginning regulated our entire lives. It was rooted and it was centered on the love of God, the love he had for us, the love he has for his son, the love of God above everything else. That is what kept us in balance, right? Balance was always accompanied with God's peace and God's comfort. And the unique thing about that still today is this. When you find balance for 30 seconds, with that balance comes comfort and peace. A lot of the times we want to pray for peace. Oh, I just have no peace. I'm a wreck. I'm not comfortable. I, there's no comfort in my life. I just, I feel like I'm constantly being balance. With balance comes comfort and peace. And so balance is supposed to be lived every single day. It's not, it's not something we catch up on, right? It's not something to be caught up on. It's something to be caught up in. We want to live a balanced life. God's hope for you is that you would live balanced. And so the reality in this for me is before I learned this, if we took a yearly vacation, which was few and far between, if we took a yearly vacation, it would take me until day six or seven of that vacation to find balance, which was awesome because that was just in time to get back into the grind of life and work and crazy, right? And it's the crazy that we all know. So much so that when we, we go on vacation now, we take 11 days as opposed to seven. And I've been very good to take those 11 days. I'm a lot more present now. But those first four days, we don't stay where we're going to stay. We stay somewhere cheap, inexpensive, with something to do, right? And I use those days to get out, unplug, turn off, get free of distractions. So that third day when we wake up, it's really between the third and the fourth day, we wake up and we go to our set location for vacation. When I get there, I'm on vacation and I get to enjoy that six to seven days with my family. And so your goal with balance should be the same now as is on vacation as it was when God made the world, right? That we would have a relationship with God, that he would be the center of who we are and that, trans that, that we would find transformation, that transformation would begin to happen. We'd be made in his image and we would be free from anything that stands in our way of being an example of that, of balanced, right? So what does this look like today with all of our busyness? I want to get really practical here for just a second. If you're taking notes, it's going to be time to, to write here in just a second. If we could put structure and priority to balance, if we could just, if we could make it 
uh, put, put like, not bullet points, but if we can say, we're going to put some formation to this. We want to actually bring balance to life as opposed to it being a word, like how would you define balance? We're going to do that right now. Now remember, you're three parts whole, so we want to bring balance to all three parts. And so I just want to ask you before we start, what if you lived balanced? What if your day was balanced? What if you actually were caught up in balance and not trying to catch up on it? Here's the first thing you need to have balance. You need a daily quiet time. Daily quiet time. What does that mean? Like, Dusty, that's weird, and I don't have time. Well, the fact that you would say you don't have time is the reason that you're living out of balance. And so you need a daily quiet time. What does that consist of? That consists of a lot of things. I'll give you three points because I'm going to try to tie to the three points of who you are, right? Prayer. Prayer. That's spiritual connection with God. Prayer. Wake up. Be grateful. Take five seconds. Say, Lord, thank you for waking me up today. I just ask you to bless my day. Thanks for preparing my path, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for being with me, for going before me, for giving me your favor with people. Your, your word says that. So thank you. Silence. Silence. That's weird. I'm going to wake up. To be silent? Yes. Yes, you are. Why? Because it helps your soul. It helps your soul. Silence helps my soul. Shut it off before it ever gets started. Maybe think about some, something positive in that silence, right? Because a lot of negativity in our lives right now. Silence. It helps your soul. Prayer helps your spirit. Silence helps your soul. And then Bible study, that's a physical thing that we actually do. <clears throat> and that's good for you. Bible study, it helps you feel like you've done something today before you ever get going, right? Here's the part of that, silence. Silence, remember these S words, by the way. Silence is the most challenging thing that, that most of us face, right? It frightens us like nothing else. Silence scares us so much because it cuts us off from the rest of the world and it leaves us alone with God. And if we have no relationship with God, then it makes it really awkward and silence doesn't last very long, right? We'll talk about that in just a second. What's funny is there's a quote out that says, any trial that comes your way, any trial that comes your way can be conquered with silence. You just have to be comfortable enough to sit in it. And so quiet time, by the way, is not to gain information, but it's for the purpose of formation in Jesus so that you would become more like Christ. Christ-like character is God's goal for you. So it's not to gain information, but for the purpose of formation in Jesus. The second thing, that business, uh, that business uh, keeps us from, that we need to have, if we're going to have balance, is daily rest. Daily rest. Reading. You can read anything. That's great. Man, when you just read the Bible, that's amazing. That's spiritual connection. I'm now getting fed on the Word of God. So there's exchange. The second thing is simplicity in daily rest. Simplicity. What do I mean? Keep it simple. When it's simple, that helps my mind. That helps my mind, keeping it simple. And then recreation. Wait a second. Recreation and rest, yeah, active rest is recreation. It is good for you because you actually get to turn off. A lot of people play golf for this. I like to exercise. But you need recreation, right? Here's the thing in reading. You want to read to enjoy. This is where most people blow it. Read to enjoy. You want to let the word work on you. You're not there to do work. That's what your study time is. Read to enjoy. Let it work on you. Reflect. Allow the word to feed you and transform you so you can be more like Jesus, right? Rest is really this. Daily rest really comes down to this. Lord, I trust you to run the universe while I get refreshed. 
God, I'm trusting you to run the universe without me so I can be refreshed. Third thing is daily work. Daily work, this is missional, which means Matthew 6, seek first the kingdom of God. How can I help make this better and look more bright, bring some light, bring some salt? It's missional. Why? It's who you are. It's who you are. God said, go into the world and make disciples. He didn't say, go make money. And so then, your daily work should be missional. And in that daily work, I want to talk about you. I want to go to your soul. I want to talk about seclusion. There has to be times where you can get alone. Seclusion is this, removing distractions, removing attachments, free from complications. Remove all this so you can focus, right? Seclusion. And then, it's, and then daily work is positional, right? Missional is your spiritual connection. That's seclusion, removing those distractions. That's your soul care. And then your body, that's that positional. That positional thing is, is really what tends to run all of us. This is who I am. This is what I do. Right? And so then work. Work is great because it stretches us to go beyond our comfort zones and to embrace our limits so that we have to rely on God to grow. Not so that you have to rely on you to get a raise, right? And so then I want you to notice when we walk, when we talked about daily work here, okay? And we said missional, seclusion, positional, and, and, and work is the, four, is, is, you know, is the third thing in the list. It's, it's not, that positional work is not, is one of three, it's not one of all. Does that make sense? And so balance takes daily quiet time, it takes daily rest, and it takes daily relationships too. And so then when we talk about relationships, that's the fourth point, daily relationships. So then my relationship with God, that's my spiritual connection. My relationship with myself, mind, will, emotions, self-talk, intellect, all that, that's myself. And then community, relationships with the body, with the body of believers, right? It's Matthew 22, 37, 39. Love the Lord your God with their heart, soul, mind, strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Relationships are the origin of discipleship. We're going to go and make disciples. We're going to, we got to, to make a disciple, we have to be disciples. And so we learn and we grow and we get better through relationships. And those relationships tend to be the ones that make us better, right? And so you need to identify the relationships that you need in the next phase of your life and, 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 and the next phase of your journey in 2023 identify the relationships that you need, that you need. What are you missing right now? Because when it comes to your relationship with God, and that's really what today's about, finding balance in that so that you can thrive everywhere else. When it comes to your relationship with God, there are really four ways that we talk to God, that we develop, that we grow. And these, this is really our relationship with God, our spiritual connection is really the core of who we are. And so if we don't have this, this is where those lines get blurred and we just kind of get lost and, and we just rely on ourselves right? And so there's four ways that we engage with God that we really grow and develop with Him. Here they are. Number one, we talk at God. We're going to talk at God. What does that mean? Talking at God is essentially very elementary. This is me talking, telling, or praying what I was told, what I overheard, you know, what my parents said, what my pastor said, you know, um, re repetitive prayers that were learned, that were memorized because we were told to, 
And that's how we talk at God. There's no spiritual connection. It's just something I remembered in my mind that, I, that makes it to my face and out of my mouth, right? The second thing we do is we talk to God. This is a little bit better. This is, another, this is one of the progressions, right? We talk to God. We become a little bit more comfortable. We start using our own words. And we use our own words. That means we're not speaking the prayers that we were praying. We were talking at God. So then it's not, um, God is good. God is great. Thank you for the food that's on our plate. Amen. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. King come, we'll be done. Guys, I've prayed that prayer thousands of times. It's a high school and college athlete. It's great. It's a great prayer to pray. However, when I'm talking to God, I'm more comfortable with him, and I'm using my own words. It's not what I've memorized as a kid. Okay? The third phase, progression in our relationship with God, is when we start listening to God. Here we begin to find balance, and now we've got something happening between our mind, our soul, and our spirit. We've got something happening, and we're finding balance, and we believe, wait a second, this is who I am. God is at the core of my relationship, and this is a two-way street. It's a two-way street. And a matter of fact, I enjoy this two-way street because I'm in touch with the spiritual part of who I am, my heart, which is amazing which leads you to, to the fourth kind of phase, progression, how you want to look at this. And this is just simply being with God. We're just being with God. We get to the place where we enjoy being in the presence of the one who created us, and we enjoy that above anything else. And we enjoy it because we understand and we believe in the love that God has for us as kids, as sons and daughters. And being with God is the one thing that becomes more important than any other activity because it brings balance to our life. We understand when we put God first and we have God first, that everything else is really okay, right? And as you can see in the four ways we interact in our relationship with God, having Him at the center, seeking Him first, developing three-part balance, spiritually, mentally, and physically, right? Developing three-part balance, it takes time, it takes patience, it takes trial and error, it takes adjustment. It takes consistency. Just keep going. I don't feel like it. That's when you need to lean in more. That's probably when he's closer. When you don't feel like it, there's probably breakthrough right there in front of you, but you're a little bit awkward, a little uncomfortable. So you're like, eh, try again tomorrow. Don't try again tomorrow. Just, just be right now. Just be right now. Because your relationship, your relationship with God has to be the number one thing. Your spiritual connection has to be it. It's, it's not a tag-along it's not a plus one. It's not a six toe or a fifth wheel, right? God didn't make you to keep up with you. God didn't make you to chase you around. And although we love to call on God to be the fixer, God is best in our life when we let him be the preparer. When we slow down, we walk with him and we let him prepare our way. The Bible says he prepares our way. He makes our path straight. Well, how can God make your path straight if you are constantly running in front of him? Can't. It's hard. It's hard. That's when we call him in to be the fixer. Well, God said, man, I've, I've really set this up for you. I've made it really great. If you just slow down, if you just find some balance, if you just come, come back here, hang, hang out with me, take my yoke, if you just come find some balance with me, if you just come back here with me, man, you're going to find that, that it's not like this. It's solid. Come here, see this? Solid. Up there where you like to go without me, but back here, solid. And so then, let him be the preparer, man. In weeks to come, in weeks to come, and how we'll close this series, we're going to talk about other relationships in your life. 
And so your daily relationships are super important. The short version of daily relationships without getting into the next four weeks is this. You need people in your life that make you better. As iron sharpens iron, so one man will sharpen another. And so you need to get around some iron. Identify those relationships like we talked about. Because when you're with those people, you grow. Remember, the core to discipleship is when you get around people because we learn and we grow and we get better together because we're with people who believe like us, think like us, act like us, talk like us, etc. Now, I'm not telling you that you can't hang out with other people. I'm telling you, for you to be better, you need great daily relationships so that you can make other people better, right? And so when you start developing balance in your life, you learn a great deal about yourself and what brings you closer to God. Always in keeping in mind that, listen, life is a journey. We're all a work in progress. We're all a work in progress. And so remember the reason for balance. The reason for balance is so that we can live life healthy and we can live on purpose. The biggest thing balance can bring your life is interior growth. It starts with your spirit from the inside out, that bullseye, spirit, soul, body. The biggest thing balance can bring your life is interior growth. That's that regeneration. Man, when, God, when, when you get God first, seek first the kingdom of God. When we put God first, He makes everything else better. It, come, it happens from the inside out. We experience interior growth. Remember 1 Thessalonians 5.23, that you would be made completely whole, spirit, soul, body. And so I'm not sure if you noticed the four S's in the structure and the priorities that we created for balance. But in quiet time, we had silence and rest. We had simplicity. In work, we had seclusion. And in relationships, we had self. And those are all centered. Those are all centered on self-care. They're all soul care. It's soul care. And your soul is what connects your body and your spirit. So then you have to take care of yourself. And building balance, here's the deal. I would pray in building balance that you would find your path and your pace and your pace that you just walk your path and walk your pace. The God who created the world did not build it with generality. You're you're not something that he just built with generality. He was very specific. He was very intentional with you. And so then what, what I hope that you see is in talking about balance and soul and there's been so much soul in God and all this. Well, this church, this is a message about the gospel, right? Christianity is not a set of intellectual beliefs that we pick and choose from. We can't do that. It's a relationship with God, the God who made you three parts whole, who built you with love. And so I want to close with this. This is Psalms 139. This is part of my daily, this is part of my daily life. What brings balance Peace, reflection, belief. What slows time down for us? Psalms 139, 1 through 6 says this. This is David. He's talking to God. He says, You have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. You know my thoughts from right where you are. You discern my going out, my laying down. You're familiar with every one of my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you know it completely. You are behind me. And before me, your hand is upon me. And all that you know is too much for me. It's too lofty for me to attain. Your ways are higher. Your thoughts are greater. I'll never understand. And so if you want to live truly balanced, 
you can only look at one person in all of history for the example of what balance means. Your model is Jesus. And when you put Jesus at the center of your life, your life becomes more balanced. Here's the last analogy. Take that bullseye and let's, let's erase our soul and, and our body and let's keep our spirit right there in the middle, our due identity. And let's make that soul the hub, the hub to our wheel because we want to go somewhere. And so think of your life like a wheel where the center of the wheel, that hub, that's, that's God. That's our spiritual connection. And now all the spokes, all the spokes, okay, that come off of that hub represent your relationships, your family, your career, your goals, your hobbies. All the spokes represent all of that. And they all come from that hub, okay? Now, we all build our lives around some sort of hub. The question is, what is your hub? Is it your career, job, work? Is it family? Is it money? Is your hub Jesus? How do you know? How do you know what you're building your life around? How do you know what your hub is? Well, does you said a lot of things. I don't know what it is. Take a look at what you think about the most. Take a look at where you spend the most time. That's what's driving you. That's likely your hub. That's likely the center. That's likely what you're building your life on. If we're going to build balance, we got to get Jesus to that place. And so the center of your life is critical for building a balanced life because a solid center, center, a solid center leads to a solid life. A weak and flimsy center, a weak and flimsy hub leads, leads to a weak and flimsy life. Without something stabilizing all of those spokes, the wheel collapses. The wheel collapses. When you talked about people whose lives are falling apart, it usually means one thing. They have a faulty, inconsistent hub or center. Something other than God is taking priority in their life. This is bad, so all of this is bad. And they got a bent wheel or a broke wheel, right? It's not just a flat tire. That wheel won't roll. Not only does that hub the center of that wheel creates stability, but it also controls and influences everything else around it. That's why Matthew 6.33 is so powerful. That's why Matthew 22.37, the, the two commandments, loving God and loving your neighbors yourself, do these two things, everything else will take care of itself. Keeping God at the center brings so much balance. Whatever you put at the center of your wheel will also be your source of power. The power of a wheel always emanates from the center outward, never from the outside in, ever. And when Jesus is the center, when, when, when Jesus is the hub of your life, he's going to provide stability and control and the power that you need. Because why? Because the promise you have is if you will seek first the kingdom of God, everything else will take care of itself. All of your other needs will be met as well. So when you choose to put Jesus at the center, all other areas of your life, from your family, to your career, to your goals, to your hobbies, will all find balance in Him because He's the source. He'll direct your life, He'll influence it, He'll empower it, and He'll give it stability.
And that's a big deal. And that's a big deal. Father, thank you so much for the opportunity to pray today, Lord. Over your people that we've gathered and heard, Lord, how to bring balance, Lord, that you would be made the center of our lives. Lord, if there are people who can hear my voice who need to take a step spiritually and get you to that place of center, Lord, help them to be bold enough to follow through with an email, dusty at dustyotis.com, and Lord, I will walk with them. Thanks for what you're doing in and through these messages for people. Thank you for lives changed every single week, for hearts transformed, Lord, that we would grow and become better and become more like you. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Now look here. Here's your action step. Super simple. Super simple. It's three questions. It's reflection. And I want just to be reflection in your daily quiet times this week. Here's the deal. If you looked at your life as a wheel, I want you to identify what's in the center, what's currently in the center. That's the first thing. The second thing, what are the biggest distractions that keep you from living balanced? Take the wheel out of it. You've identified the wheel. What are the biggest distractions? What are the spokes that are stealing from the center? What spokes are missing? What spokes need replaced? What spokes need added, right? And then what's the biggest obstacle? Number three, what's the biggest obstacle in your life that keeps Jesus from being the center? Why won't that wheel roll? Why won't that wheel roll? If today's message spoke to you, I would just ask you to share it. And, and I just thank you. If you're not subscribed, do that. If you want to leave us a review, that'd be amazing. How many people doing that? And then make sure to check us out on the web. Always next week, we'll be talking about family and how to bring Jesus to the table. It's going to be a good week. The last 10 weeks have been really personal, right? And today we talked, we just touched on relationships. We're transitioning towards a better way forward relationships for the next couple weeks as we move towards Christmas. And so... Um, I want you to get back. I want you to get back for these. And so we're going to finish a better way forward talking about the relationships around us. Now, I pray the God of our Lord, <laughs> I pray the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, would give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of Him. I pray the perception of your mind will be enlightened so that you will know what His hope, His calling, and His purpose are for you and the great things that He has in store for you. Thank you so much for being here. I'll see you next week. Thank you so much for joining me today. A huge thanks to those of you who support our ministry. You make what we get to do in Michigan, Oklahoma, Texas, and Colorado possible with those weekly outreaches to our hospital heroes and public service men and women. It's a big deal to get to do that and to support the people who are caring for our communities. And so go ahead and click the link in the description to become a partner, or you can visit livefreedefined.com and click the giving link. If you enjoyed the podcast, please take a minute to like and subscribe share it with a friend. Thanks again for being here today. God bless you.